I'm one of those people that, you know, no matter any, no matter what bad things have happened and there've been some crazy things, um, I never lost my light. Like mm. I just, I just, I just will not let these situations change me. They will not turn me into a negative person, a bad person, a spiteful person. Um, and I had to learn that about myself in 2020 because I was tested all the way. Mm. And, um, and it was like, oh, I, I, I love how I will just like stay in the light, stay in the light. And so I know I have like a lot to give and a lot of, um, you know, giving back to people in terms of you don't have to do things this way. Um, but, you know, here's my story. You don't have to do things my way, but um, just know that there's a way through. Welcome to another episode of Ad Blocking with Jason Dwayne Smith. The world around us is, well, different. We're living in a time to test all of our boundaries and beliefs. It's not always easy. But sometimes, talking about ads is the last thing any of us want to do. Ad Blocking is a podcast, a safe space where real people, real marketers, talk about everything but advertising. Stories of growing up, coming out, falling down, and looking in. Underneath it all, we're all just humans. In today's episode, I sit down with a longtime friend, a freshman ad industry roommate, so to speak, Shanae Johnson, Executive Business Director of Ad Agency, Hearts and Sciences. Shanae and I started working in advertising back in 2002. It may be the year 2020, but Shanae remains as humble and as determined as ever. In our discussion, we cover Shanae's success and commitment, being her whole self, the power of positivity, setting our goals towards happy and self-care during COVID-19. Shanae is an inspiration to so many people a beacon of positivity and belief in self. I hope you find Shanae's words as inspiring as I did and share the words with others. With that, let's dive in. December or like the second week of December, I don't book my return for tomorrow. <laughs> you already yep. out. Already out. Already out. I landed last Tuesday morning. I landed last Tuesday morning and I was I had I didn't have a return. I was like, I'm gonna come home the second week of December. And then um on Saturday morning or Friday night, I booked, I was like, Oh no, I'm gonna come back Thanksgiving. I, I can't last till December. And then on <laughs> Sunday, I said, Oh no, I'm coming back next Thursday. I can't last till Thanksgiving. Get there aren't enough heat lamps in the world <laughs> to warm me up out here. And I'm getting all paranoid, like, oh, you know, it's cold and I'm just sniffling because it's cold, but I'm like, what is that? What does that mean? I'm sorry. <laughs> Our numbers up in Cali, but it just don't feel the same. So I need to go back to where it's where it's hot. What <laughs> Oh man, this is this is exactly what I miss. So what what why are you back? Why are you back on the uh, East Coast? Why are you back? I just wanted to um I mean I know it's COVID, so it's just like you can't move the way you want to move, but in Cali, you know, COVID hit as soon as like I I landed in Cali like October 31st or October 30th. It had a couple of months and then boom, mm. it's COVID and we're inside and indoors and I'm not a person who um like I, I don't have a hard time making friends, but I didn't have enough time to build up a little networking, you know, in LA. So that's fair. That's fair. You know, I want I can't move the way I want to move in LA. Um, even if I just want to go like for the restaurants that do are open, if I want to go have dinner with someone, I don't know enough people to do that. So uh I just wanted like a little bit of my life back, yeah. you know, the way I could move the way I want. 
And then I was quick. I quickly learned like, no, it's COVID. You can't move the way you want. Yeah. It's, you know, it's outside, it's heat lamps, it's closing at 930. Um, you know, it's time for you to stay in the house in New York as well. Definitely. So um, let me just stay in, the, in my warm house. And then I forgot, it's kind of crazy. Like, <clears throat> actually, it could be a good jumping off point for us on the on the on the podcast, too, is like, I forgot that I saw you. Hmm. I must have seen you. After right before. Because, yeah, yes. I, I, yeah, you did because you saw me on the West Coast. Yeah, I saw you yeah. on the West Coast, you know, doing your doing your thing, always doing something new, always pushing the bar, always innovating. I am. You too. And I saw you and that's crazy. It feels like it was like years ago. It's something about something about this whole year has made time feel longer. How, I mean, I does it feel that way for you too sometimes? Uh, it it does. It does and it doesn't. I mean, but then there's a part of it that doesn't feel like um, it's been that long just because I feel like I, I just got to Cali and like things shifted. So mm-hmm. I feel like it, it doesn't feel long because I feel like I didn't get to it, enjoy the city the way I wanted to uh, just yet. You know what I mean? And just like kind of create this lifestyle for myself that I that I came out there for. I love the lifestyle even in COVID. It's still like nice to be in a warm place and things like that, but um that's when I know like oh I haven't been there that long cuz you know, I don't have anything to do. Well, listen. First I want to thank you for hanging out with me. Number 1 on this wild I hope it's a successful adventure, you know, (laughs) I started this. I don't want to even call it a podcast because who the hell knows who's going to listen to this, but at least it's a way to record what I think has been a crazy year for everyone. Seriously. Now you and I, for folks that listen, I mean, We've been friends for a long, 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 long time. uh, You won't remember this, or maybe you will. Probably. Let's see. I was thinking back about when we went on, I met you in New Orleans, because you've been a lot of places, and I want to talk about that today, too. I met you in New Orleans when you were, what was the name of that ad agency you were working with? Peter Mayer. Peter Mayer. You were in New Orleans, and I met you down there. Um, I don't know if we, we went to some sporting event. Baton Rouge, we drove to, well, we went to, okay, so there were two New Orleans uh, kick it moments. So there was All-Star Weekend in New Orleans. So at that point I was living in LA. We flew into New Orleans for All-Star. And that's because, you know, uh, they learned their lesson a year before from Vegas and they realized the audience for All-Star. So we went back to, (laughs) we were the only two guests. (laughs) <laughs> we were the only two guests the next year. They didn't make it an agency thing. Um, there was that. And then there was, um, uh, when I was living in New Orleans, we did, we did, that was a sporting weekend. We went to your sister's cheerleading event in Baton Rouge. That's right. And then we went right. to the LSU game. It was storming, raining. And then we yeah. did a Saints game as well. Yes. So what I, I was thinking the two things, I don't know which trip it was, and they both made me laugh so hard. One was, I know it was the All-Star Weekend, and that was when uh, Lil Boosie was just coming on the scene, and he had, uh, they, they had, he had, they know, they know song. Right? Oh, that, uh, Shorty Low. Shorty Low, Saw yeah, Shorty Low. The, uh... The yeah. hotel lobby. Yeah, yes. Yes. Rest in peace, Shorty Low. Yes. Shorty Low, yes. Oh, yes. Man. So I was thinking about that. And then I have this old video of when Kanye West was doing the acceptance speech. Yes. Uh, and he got upset <laughs> with... Um, uh, it was the Beyonce one. It was the yeah, BMA weekend, was- too. And he went on stage. And we were doing like a mock interpretation yes. of like the OB Awards or something. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. <laughs> At the TAB conference. <laughs> I gotta, yes. I got to send that video to you. Oh my gosh. I'm like, and it was cool because I go, 
it doesn't matter how long we've been doing this. Like, you know, we're still real. Like we just, oh we my just, gosh. we're going to just, just be who we are. And I mean, that's, that's a big part of your personality though, is like you, despite all your success, you have been you the whole time and you haven't compromised your values and who you represent and how you view the world and the compassion you have. And maybe I usually start with the standard question, but maybe I'll switch it up. But I want to know, Shanae, like, what is it about the things that you've experienced, how you've grown up, your influences that have driven you to be so, I'm going to use a buzzword, but it's true, like authentic, like you are very, very real. And that has contributed, I think, to a lot of your success. And I think being the person of color in our industry or being a woman or just basically not being a white man, it's difficult to not cold switch. You know, right. <laughs> I'm going to be this way, that way. And not just in work, Shanae, I mean, in life, you know, right, right. Yeah. Go uh-huh. to the supermarket or go, mm-hmm. you know, people, you know, but I feel like what you see with Shanae is what you get in every facet of your life. And it has produced so many great things for you. And I find that as a very unique part of your personality. And I wanted to kick it off with your perspective on why that's so important to you and and what's kind of contributed to you taking that approach to how you present yourself to the world. Yeah, um, I think, well, one is an easy one. I can't help it. Um, Even when I try, I just can't. Um, I almost feels when I, when I even at moments where I may have tried, um, I just, it comes off so inauthentic and it's just more uncomfortable physically, visibly for me. And I feel like I, I shine less. I don't do my best when I'm actually trying to be someone else. Um, and I've just heard over the years, like, um, you know, people have like, even as a kid, they complimented me on like my personality in terms of like, Oh, you're so sweet. Or, Oh, you're so this, that I, I always like said, okay, these, these are consistent things that I I really shouldn't change this. I, um, there are things that I hear enough that I'm like, okay, I hear this enough. I need to work on it. You, You remember, um, how extra I used to be in a little like dramatic. Um, so I become less dramatic, still very, still a flare. (laughs) <laughs> but less dramatic over time because I'm like, you know what, you know, uh, you can reel this in. But, you know, I kept people over time kept affirming, you know, the personality or or who I was that I just, you know, by the time I became an adult, I felt like I was OK with who I was. And if there are things that negative things that I think are there are there, I wouldn't negative things that are are not appropriate to engage with others with like, or, or are hurtful to others. Those were the things that I would end up saying, okay, no, these are things that are not, shouldn't be authentically me. Let me work on these things. But other than that, um, you know, if, if you didn't vibe with my personality, I, I had enough affirmation from, from since childhood that, you know what, who I was was enough and right. And I also realized that in moments where I ever tried to change that, were like super uncomfortable for me. It came off fake. I didn't win. Mm. Um, you know, it, it didn't, it, it didn't pass anyone's sniff test. So I just, you know, as my quote is, you know, always, I don't know who said it, Oprah, I don't know, but it's just be your authentic self and you'll never have to compete with anyone else. Mm. And that's just, that's, that's who I am. Well, I can't say that I've always been that way you know I know in my world you know I've finally at 40 years old I think come to a place where I'm pretty pretty confident in bringing my whole self to the Mm -hmm. you know and I think the reason why maybe took me so long is because of maybe some self-doubt about when I have been my whole self or I've come into uh professional environment, Shanae, or, you know, for me also, I'm still managing between two worlds, the world of being, am I black enough or am I not black enough? I don't know, you know, (laughs) sort of treading between all those two worlds. And I know that I can remember instances in which me trying to sort of 
play the gray area didn't work out for me, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think I want to build on this idea of authenticity with you because you're an inspiration to a lot of women in the industry. And sometimes I don't know if people can realize the moment that confirms, trust yourself, be yourself, lead with who you are. And you may not have a moment per se, but if you were to reflect and think back on a moment of affirmation that said, Sinead Johnson, who I am, this works. And I'm going to keep building that. I'm going to keep building that brand for myself and keep delivering on who I am because that's what works for me. And that's what makes me happy. Forget what other people think. Just Uh makes me happy. Can you remember a moment, even from your childhood or, you know, teenage years or adulthood where you had that moment of affirmation and you just never looked back? Um, I would say, you know, cause it, it's kind of easy. Well, I wouldn't say it's easy for everyone, but it's always been easy for me to be myself in personal life, social groups, all this other stuff, but like at work, right. That's where you start to figure out. And even in college, like it's expression. Everyone is gets to express their different points of views. It's fostered there. But when you get to the, the career part, um, you wonder, okay, how does this really work now when, when it's in this corporate context? And I think actually my early days and out of home and, you know, because you go on these market rides and you go to all these markets and sit in a car with different people, right. In every market and you sit in a car with them all day. Mm-hmm. And 99% of the time I was sitting in the car with a white man, different age, different background, different city, different, you know, Southern Midwestern East coast, Californian, all ages. And no matter what, when I got out the car, they all, it's like, I really like this girl. Um, you know, Hey, I want to give her great rates. I'm going to tell her about this board that I was really going to sell to this person, but let me, you know, tell Shanae about it first. Hey, you know what you, you like basketball. Um, I'm just going to go to the game tonight. Do you want to come with me? Like, you know, and it, and it was more and you know, it, you're in the car all day. Like you can't just sit and fake your personality in a car, like, you know, you know, you're, you know, you're the client. And I'm, at that point, I'm the client in the car too, but it's just like, you, you're just going to be yourself in the car. We're riding, looking at boards. And when uh, that started to happen so many times with a demographic, that's so different from me. And even within those demographics, like very different personalities, I was just like, okay, well, who I am works. Mm-hmm. Um, my personality works. Um, and then if I match it with the work ethic that I have and and with the great work, it's a win. Hmm. Um, And I think that was when I really like discovered like, oh, if I don't have to edit myself around this group, I don't have to edit myself anywhere. That's right. That's right. And then you also, I mean, I want you to share what feels good, but from what I know about you as my friend, I think you come from a very strong family as well, you know? Uh you know, your mom and and what I know about her and, you know, what you've seen and experienced growing up in Connecticut. And I think that has really set a very strong foundation for you. So I guess my question, Shanae, is whether it be family or not, it feels like you probably have a very good list or singular list of influences on your life. Mm -hmm. people that have influenced you or moments that have influenced you and really kind of shaped the way that you think about your approach to, you know, how you present yourself to the world. So I just wanted to talk about if you can remember or recall a a major influence on who you are today and, 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 and the story or, or why that became so influential for you. Yeah, I would say I, I see it now in retrospect, right. Where it's, you know, I grew up in the projects and you see a lot at that time, right? I, you know, this now I see, I love how I see full families and fathers and all that other stuff, very present and active. Um, but at the time, you know, it was crack epidemic. It was, you know, you really saw like the the women doing everything. They were raising the kids. They were doing everything on their own. Um, and, you know, the income, we didn't have the income to hire people to do stuff. So whether it was move something, put a, put furniture together, you know, go walk X miles to the grocery store, whatever it was, pay the bills, do the work. It was all women doing Mm. everything. Not just my mom, my grandma, 
you know, I grew up in the house with my mom and my grandma. Um, and, and that was an, uh, very normal for everyone else that I saw, you know, in the, in my projects, you just saw women doing everything. And so I never had that. I always kind of grew up, not even, not that people told me that, but I just saw that I could do anything like mm. these women were doing everything. So I can do anything. And so that really, you know, when I look back, um, at like, you know, I, I, I wouldn't call myself fearless, but when I look back at, uh, you know, why I'm not, uh, you know, intimidated by my dreams or my goals or why, you know, I've always just strived for greatness. It's just, uh, it's because it's what I saw. Hmm. Um, and it's, it's, it's what I, it's all I knew. And so when I look back, I guess they were the most, imp- that was the most influential my environment was the most influential uh, thing that I had, you know, my mom, my grandma, and all the women and the whole, you know, dynamic of what was going on in the projects is just what I guess what maybe what what I am today. But you know, it's one of those things you look back and you realize it. That's right. That's right. Because we're living day to day and we're not always taking it in. No. And that's maybe, <laughs> for me, it's another reason for this discussion and this sort of audio experiences we're kind of living through 2020 but there's not a whole lot of time to sit back and reflect on it (laughs) you know I mean it's like I just gotta wake up and get on the zoom call and watch this guy on tv represent the country and I've got to look at all these other things that are troublesome maybe inspiring maybe discouraging I'm not sure so it's an interesting sort of question for you too Shanae is I love the use of the word fearless when you referenced that earlier. And I had a dialogue with someone recently, and I'll tell you a little bit of a story that I'm sort of managing on my end. And it's, so I love that concept of fearlessness. We talked a bit about being perceived as being fearless. And then we also talked about the power of being anonymous and having anonymity in that with so much going on in our world today, we're blessed, actually. If you look at the big picture, we're, oh, yeah. we're blessed. It's, it's easy sure. to be fearless when you're blessed. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. it is a lot easier to go. Mm-hmm. I'm not scared of shit because I'm, right. I'm pretty much good, you know? Yeah. And I think 2020 for me has really made me think about the balance of fearlessness and also being quite forward about what I believe needs to happen for the world to be able to evolve, get along, progress, and be more caring for each other. That's my story. So I guess my question to you is, in this moment, which I don't take you as a person that sits back and reflects on all the drama, but for 2020, how has it changed your approach to life and what you think, how you think you want to bring your energy into the world? Because I, I guess, Shanae, I'm, I'm, I'm just balancing this idea that I, I have to find a way to be an outward participant. And whatever mm-hmm. is important to me doesn't mm-hmm. have to be important to someone mm-hmm. else. But I think we've learned a lot this year that apathy is no longer accepted, you know? Mm-hmm. So I love to hear how you've thought about this year and, and how it's maybe shaped your perspective on how you want to be forward more, you know, how do you want to contribute to the future of what your happiness and what the folks around you's happiness looks like? Yeah, well, I would say this year, I am usually not the person who like reflects, um, you know, uh, my friends would say, oh, you never go like deep, like, you know, like you don't get all like emotional. Um, but I had like a, this year has forced me, um, through personal relationships, every, you know, COVID has forced me to deal with issues that I didn't know I even had. Right. You know, you just forced to deal with yourself, your stuff, uh, you know, any self-worth issues you had, do you like yourself? You're at home 24 seven with yourself. Do you like yourself? Mm. Um, you know, I loved myself when I could go to dinner anywhere I wanted to and, travel at the drop of a dime. Um, but you know, six months into COVID with just Shanae, you know, I had to start to face some things about myself 
And so it's been a lot of self-work this year um, and a lot of, um, I think I've gotten to the place, I haven't figured out how I want to contribute to the world because I'm one of those people who, you know, once I commit to something, like my word is my bond, and once I commit to something, like I'm all in. And work has been so overwhelmingly all in that I don't want to, like I I like to participate in real tangible things, right? And so I don't want to commit to something and then I fail at it because, you know, work gets in the way and it it has gotten in the way. Um, And so I haven't figured out, I know I want to be involved and touch people's lives in a real way just because A, my story, B, um, you know, I just am... I'm one of those people that, you know, no matter any, no matter what bad things have happened and there've been some crazy things, um, I never lost my light. Like Mm. I just, I just, I just will not let these situations change me. They will not turn me into a negative person, a bad person, a spiteful person. Um, and I had to learn that about myself in 2020 because I was tested all the way. Mm. And, um, and it was like, Oh, I, I, I love how I will just like stay in the light, stay in the light. And so I know I have like a lot to give and a lot of, um, you know, giving back to people in terms of, you don't have to do things this way. Um, but you know, here's my story. You don't have to do things my way, but, um, just know that there's a way through. Um, and so, but I just, I haven't figured out what it is that I would give my time to, because I don't really have an understanding of how much time I have to give right now. It doesn't seem like much. Well, it, even more important, oh my gosh, you know, not allowing the moment to steal your light, you know, and that is actually an amazing learning moment this year because I'm sure there have been days when, you know, you're blowing out the candle at the at the at the birthday party, and that light is kind of whiffering away a little bit. I'm sure there have been some moments like that, so. You know, I love to know how you forgiving yourself this year because you can't be perfect, right? Like, yeah. You know, uh, look, I'm waking up. I think my wife she picked on me the other day. She's like, I mean, I know that you're letting yourself get a little loose and all, but like maybe, maybe, you know, take a couple extra runs. You know, take care of <laughs> a little bit, Shanae. <laughs> you know, we we joke with each other that way, but it's an example of, you know. I'm not always my best in Zoom calls on sales meetings. I'm not always my best in my kids, you know. I'm trying my best to not have them have screen time, but I, I mean, I, I I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't have all the answers, so I, mm-hmm. I kind of have to allow some self-forgiveness. So it's maybe a question for you as well is how have you kind of given, your spa- given yourself space to just forgive yourself for maybe not being perfect in the time that I think we're all being pressured to be perfect when it's just really difficult to do so. Yeah. I mean, well, oof, it depends on if we're talking work or personal work. Um, I forgive myself a lot more and I, I, but I put tons of pressure on myself. I don't put pressure on myself and more more in any other space in work. Like, I could do a billion meetings and a billion presentations and every one I want to throw up before I give it. Mm. Um, you know, mm. it's, it's like, and it's like a ball of tension before. And it's like afterwards, I'm still, you know, there are a few that I'm like, Oh, I nailed it. But then afterwards I'm like, Oh, I could have done this. There was this moment. So there's that piece. I don't even know if that ever goes away. Cause maybe that's something that like drives me. Um, I wish it didn't. It's so like, <laughs> it's, it gives me so much anxiety, but personally, um, you know, I've, I'm still working on, you know, there's a part of me in retrospect, that's going to have to say sorry to Shanae for, uh, for, for allowing, allowing anything outside to question your worth, your value and who you are and everything that you built yourself up to be today. Like, there should never be something or someone or anything that comes in that makes you question, you know, what you built, you know, 40 years now. 
Mm. Um, and so mm. one day, because I'm still working through that, one maybe 2021, January 1st, um, I'll be saying sorry to myself for that and forgiving myself for that. But um, the, it's been a journey where it's just like, you think that you, you know, all that stuff I say said in the beginning in terms of who I am and all that stuff. That's true. That is what I believe. That is what I I did believe, but there are these moments in these situations that have happened this year that have made me, you know, for the first time in my life feel otherwise, um, or it was challenged where I was affirmed my whole life. Mm. Um, so it's been a, it's been an interesting year, but I don't, I, I never lose sight of who I am. Like I, I, my, my highest self knows that, that, you know, who I am is enough and right and all this other stuff. But it's been a year of some like low vibrations every now and then uh, that that kind of gets at you. And it, I think it's also COVID too. You know, you're stuck with yourself in your mind. But um, but I, I'm on the I'm on the positive end of it now. And like the good, ter- I'm turning the good corner now. Um, but yeah, it was like a, a interesting year. I had a great year in some regards. And then I had like a, a really, you know, a lot of self-work here. Where do you, where do you go for inspiration? Because, you know, to me, this is inspiration. Being able to talk to people like you that I respect. I mean, you're a peer, but you're a hero of mine. I mean, I've seen you win in so many scenarios, overcome so much, and it inspires me. So having these types of conversations are very inspirational for me. You know, I've actually become a lot closer with some cousins of mine that before COVID, I I have this text chain now because I have thoughts. I have some thoughts that they're not for social media. No, they ain't, they ain't that for part. this podcast either. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. Uh-huh. But I got I need to get it out. I need mm-hmm. to be able to connect with someone that's an elder or someone I respect that I know won't judge me and mm-hmm. allow me to at least be able to release that and yep. then move on with my day, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because my wife, you know, I'm usually, I have this rule where, you know, we're at dinner table or we're out together, put the phones away. Let's be present. Let's, let's be present because we're mm-hmm. in front of screens all the time, put mm-hmm. them away. And I won't, shared too much but I certainly had a day where I just couldn't get my mind off some very pressing topics and I needed people that I love to be near me even if it were over the phone and I'm texting away because I just needed that space Mm -hmm. so it's a question to you also is how it may not be people, but how are you finding comfort? How are you finding inspiration? How are you finding reprieve when we are alone? You know, we're physically yeah. by ourselves. Yeah. How are right. you finding that that space to be able to, uh, you know, just find comfort, you know? Yeah, well, I, the the beauty of my life is that I got like a a tight circle, like squad of like people who just, love and support each other. I, I lucked out my whole life that I, I, I never had a hater friend. I never had a, um, I never had a friend that wasn't affirming real, but real, right. Give, give it the truth, but with love and, and celebrating each other and supporting each other. So that, that, you know, our group FaceTimes and all that stuff was super helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of getting through, in terms of venting, in terms of everything. Then I went for the first time, I'm one of those people who would probably distract myself with, um, I wouldn't call it the material things in life, not things, but like experiences, right? To distract from whatever's going on. And and this was the year where I actually just had to go through, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there were, you couldn't take on those distractions. And it was just like, okay, Shanae, you know, for this one year, I don't think I'm going to be like doing self-work year after year or some of this stuff. I'm just going to wash away with a trip. But, um, you know, this, this was like, this is the time to like do the work. Um, you got your support system, you got your friends if you need to talk to them, but you know, this time you need to talk to God and yourself and you need to, you know, do the stuff that you've been avoiding. You know, a lot of people avoid like, you know, facing themselves and how they feel and, self-work like and so 
and I just could not avoid it this year. Yeah, it's um, I've been more more vulnerable about it, but about what is it, twenty twenty? Maybe it was about five years ago. I violated the black man rule of not seeking therapy, right? Mm. And as people of color, you know, we suffer from very severe mental anxiety. Yes. Because, mm-hmm. And I, I, I hope that this is fair to say, there are many things that are gender biased, but maybe in sort of black culture, there is certainly a bias for black men to exhibit some type of therapeutic weakness, you know? And I struggled with it for a very long time. And about five years ago or so, you know, I started to experience some severe anxiety in life. And Mm -hmm. I took a step to seek counsel about it. And Mm -hmm. I can remember the first moment I sat down, I I almost got up and walked out immediately. (laughs) Really? Yeah. And I, I... because I was so self-conscious. I was so self-conscious. I was one, what if people find out? You know, what if what, you know, what 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 will people think? Because, you know, I'm supposed to have this sort of unwavering strength in all aspects of my life. How, how will that go? And you, I think you know this, and maybe one day he'll listen to this, but Common, the rapper, actor, activist, is a big hero of mine. And I was listening to his Let Let Love Live album. And he talked about that, you know, about seeking therapy, about finding Mm -hmm. space to just be, you know, vulnerable. And I have to say that throughout the pandemic, it's been helpful for me, even though it's been virtual, you know, it's, it's certainly been helpful to just be able to, you know, create some safe space and some, and some open space. So I guess it's a question to you, not about, therapy per se. But I've just, been though. <laughs> but just more about you talked about being challenged with who you were this year and then fighting that back and kicking it down and standing firm. I guess for me, if it comes from a place of having to sacrifice and really go against the grain and do something that I know is good for me, but maybe isn't accepted by culture, or maybe it may be questioned. Have you had moments this year or even in your past where you've maybe gone against the grain or you've maybe put judgment aside and made some tough decisions around how you manage your self-care, how you manage your self-worth, you know, how you sort of kick this sort of self-doubt back. Have you done anything or made any steps in your life that you would maybe perceive as controversial or maybe something that people would go, hmm, I can't believe that Shanae Johnson would actually take those steps or think about things this way that might encourage other people to go, forget what they say, forget what they think. This is the right thing for you. Take the right step. Yeah, I think it goes back to like um, that. I mean, and I'm not saying I like made this as a conscious choice, but I think people uh, actually decided to, you know how you can, um, you can not give people the the space to to come into your life and like destroy it, but you can still show them love and give them love. Like there was a, there was a lot of walking in love that I did this year that people would question or say, and not saying like, oh, I'm Mother Teresa. I was just like, it's just not in my heart to like, you know, go tit for tat or be this like vengeful person. So it's like I have to find a way to which I'm bad at, have boundaries, but still be, you know, the still show love and be the loving person that I am because I don't like, because it's it's inauthentic for me to be any other way, right? right. It's inauthentic for me to be cold, for me to be, you know, cut off or, you know, it just, that wasn't going to be me and that was hard. Um, and it was, even though it's hard for me to draw boundaries, it's easier to and, and probably the right thing to do to create boundaries instead of all of a sudden turning into this like cold person. So it was mm-hmm. just like, 
I think people question like still being nice in certain situations, still loving and still taking the high road in every single situation while still, you know, working on the boundaries and, and making sure that, you know, some of these things don't happen again. And that's like a hard balance uh, to strike. And people are more inclined to give me advice to do otherwise. Mm. Um, and they were like, well, you know, okay, well, good luck. You know, call me again when this, you know, when this happens again, or, you know, people are, you know, it's, it's been a lot of, um, I don't think I've gotten support in a lot of my decisions, but I'm coming to the same outcome, right. Of like, making sure I'm holding myself in high regard, making sure I have boundaries, like got to the same place, but I didn't have to change who I was to do it. Hmm. But I think people give advice sometimes not out of, you know, not that they, you know, you know, not that it's not advice coming from love, but sometimes that advice is against who you are. Hmm. And um, I just worked the process to stay Shanae, stay authentically Shanae, but get to the right outcome which might've been a harder, longer process and a more painful process to do it that way. But that's just, it's, it's more comfortable to me. And it's also a testament to your sort of commitment to consistency. And the consistency is light over darkness. That's the consistency. And it works every time, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. And I've watched you whether it be travel from New York to LA to, I want to make sure I get the order right. New York to LA to New Orleans, back to LA. Back to New York. Back to New York. And then back, back to, to LA. LA. Mm-hmm. And wow, this may catch off guard a little bit because I've always looked at that and said, Shanae is in a strong pursuit of success. I don't know what the success is. I don't know. No. How she, I don't know how she defines it, but she's not going to be constrained by physical location. She's not going to be constrained by darkness. She's not going to be constrained by other people's perceptions. Wherever that sort of goal of success is, she's going to seek it. So, I'm curious as to what is success. What does success in life and in your pursuit sound like because I take you as a person that will stop at nothing to achieve it and I'm curious as to in today's world how do you think about a successful life yeah well I think um I'm like a true 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 Libra and I've I've finally come to realize that success for me is balance um and my career can't be up and my personal life be basic and my, you know, our love life be basic and or good love life and not happy with my career. And I know you, it's really hard to get everything going at one time, but I think I'm always working towards balance, which means I might be working towards that success my entire life. Right. And so we'll never know what the, the finish point is. It probably, there probably is no finish line for you know, where I'm trying to go, but I'm, I'm just always seeking balance. So it's more so, you know, if, when I leave, I'm not leaving LA. I think LA is my final stop. I promise. I promise. But, you know, last time when I was in New York, I loved my job. I loved everything, but I was just like, if I stay in New York, I'll never make a decision about family. I won't have the space to decide if I want kids or not. I don't want to live outside of the city, which means I probably won't be buying a home do I want to buy a home? Do I like, I don't have the space to answer all of these questions in New York. Like it's not conducive. The lifestyle that I want to live, I probably need to, you know, create a podcast and have it be very successful, um, to, to pull that all together. Um, so it was just like LA was, you know, where I could at least have the balance to think it's big enough for me to do, you know, move the way I want to move. I can have the lifestyle that I want. I found the career that I, you know, I didn't have to sacrifice in career. Hmm. So then I just had to, so it's about working the rest of the pieces together, but it, it, it was giving me the space to have balance in itself. It had built in balance. And I think my goals, yeah, my goals are for success is balance. I, I don't, I no longer want to be not that I won't be one day, but I don't strive to be like the CEO of anything right now. Like I just, 
no, I, I just like, I know live your best life is like a cliche, but mm-hmm. it's like, uh, truly that's, that's all I want to do every day. Like I'm working hard so that I can like be happy and live the way I want to live, how I want to live. Happiness. Happiness. Yeah. That's, that's it. Doesn't I it mean, seem... and, go ahead. I mean, and I know like you can't have happiness like every single day, but it's just like, I just want to enjoy. Yeah. I just, I just want to be happy. It's a great fundamental currency, right? If we can mm-hmm. just trade more on happiness and fulfillment, there would be a much better world and much better relationships. You have no idea how many people, especially men I meet that like, I'm like, you, you like, they don't want to do the, the it, talk about the m- mental health or all those things that they need to do where they had tra- trauma, trauma, trauma that you can never work through on your own and time could not heal on its own um, and are, are not happy and chase so many different things to give them like short term escape or fulfillment from it. And I'm like, do you not want to be happy? Like, mm. I meet so many people and it's just like, I think they do want to be happy, but they don't want to work towards happiness. And I think like, to me, I'm always about like, even when it was just like, I love to have like, Oh, I want to move to new Orleans and do this because guess what that means? I can create a plan and I can work it. And even no matter how long it takes me to get there, I can find solace in working the plan to get there. But if I don't have a plan to work, and I'm just like swirling, um, that I, that is, that is a personal hell for me. So for me, um, it's always like, just work towards the happy. What is, Mm. what is, what does work mean? What will it take to get there? Whatever it is, I'm trying to do that. Well, you may be led towards a final question I wanted to ask you, which is words that you live by. And maybe, maybe it is work towards the happy, but I feel like you talk today a lot about I love the focus on the light the light let that be a big part of what you look to achieve I love the focus on bringing your whole self and actually finding success in that you know so many things that have built your character and built your strength and how you contribute to so many people in your world um but I wanted to know if there is a code that you live by and you think about at the end of the day, this is what I represent. If there is, I love to hear what it is. Um, Well, I do think it's like being myself is like very much in, again, very cliche, but like, it really is like, keep it real because it's like, um, I I just, it's worked for me in so many ways in terms of like, you know, in office politics, you can get caught up with, you know, do you join the mean girls crew? Do you join this? But when you're yourself and you keep it real and everything that you say in one room, you'll be able to say in another room or, you know, you don't make it your business talk behind people's back because you don't like to stare in people's face when you've said something behind their back. Mm. Um, it's just like I, the the real has to be in everything that I do. So, you know, when people are moving a certain way, they know I'm going to move the Shanae way, but it's not in a way that's off-putting where all of a sudden I'm excluded from the circle because I am who I am. I'm going to give it to you straight, but I'm going to give it to you with love as well. Um, and it's just, I, I think that has just worked. It has, it really is. It just works. Like, Nobody, I mean, I don't know. People may see me as a square, but I don't, I don't think, I don't think they see me as a square. Like, you know, I'm invited into, (laughs) yeah, I'm, you know, I'm invited into, you know, different types of groups of people. You know, I've been invited into the mean girls, you know, the mean girls lunch table, to this lunch table, to that lunch table. And I never had to change uh, who I was. And that's just because I'm going to just be real. And I think because I'm not into the, the, the dark stuff, um, that I just, you know, no matter where I am, like, it's just, it's not, that, that stuff's just not going to come for me like that. Like, I mean, don't, I'm, I'm no punk, but I'm just like, I'm not a, it's, it's never coming from a bad place. Like I just, I just, it's not in me. I love it. Shanae, look, 
you represent a beacon of light to <laughs> Oh gosh. <laughs> well, I really, really, really mean it. I mean, that's the beauty of this whole conversation is if there's a selfish aspect is I get a moment to what is the saying? Give my flowers while they're here. Yeah. And <laughs> you really are a beacon of light and it shows in your approach to your work, your relationships and the people around you. And I'm just so happy to have been a part of the growth, you know, seeing and spending time with you and learning from you from, oh gosh, I don't want to share any embarrassing stories about how messed up I was wearing, wearing gold chains into work. That probably wasn't a great idea. <laughs> the Scorpio chain. The Scorpio chain. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the Scorpio chain. Uh, we were all a little... Um, rough around the edges when we started. My first uh, day at work at uh, Mindshare, I fell asleep on a conference call. It was so boring. <laughs> I was like, we're expected to just like listen to people talk. Like it was, um, you know, it was, it was not. And they thought I had narcolepsy the first few weeks. I had to start figuring out how to engage with meetings, you know, even if it wasn't interesting to me. Um, so yeah, you know, I slept all through college and classes and, you know, kindergarten, like that was just the thing. And so I didn't, I didn't learn to not stop sleeping in important meetings until the workforce. So that was a little rough around the edges too. <laughs> we all, I mean, and that's the beauty is like, we all grow, you know, and we develop and we become stronger, smarter, better, and bring better energy into the world. And I think you're a prime example of it. So thank you so much for giving me a wealth of time and what I know is a busy and challenged schedule, but I appreciate you more than you will ever know. And I just want to thank you again, Shanae, for giving me some time today. Well, thank you for putting me in the consideration set uh, for the podcast. I appreciate it. I feel honored. Thank you.